This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. When you work for a major corporation here in California, normally the corporation asks you to sign an arbitration agreement, which forces you to negotiate with companies over mistreatment rather than haul them into court. And that's been going on for years. Well, uh, state senators voted to approve AB 3080, and which is a mandatory arbitration ban that grew out of the Me Too movement. And it has to do with uh, workplace sexual harassment, discrimination, and heretofore, you had to go into arbitration. The companies could actually force arbitration. And you know what happens with arbitration? It's not nearly as powerful as you walking into court because there's no emotion. Arbitrators don't want to hear it. They just want to hear the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Uh, same thing with a bench trial. And so what uh, AB 3080 does is change all of that around. Gone. Arbitration agreements, history. Uh, Now you get to go to court and use the emotion that a lawyer can produce in front of a jury. Now this has just been passed by the Senate. Uh, The governor has until September 30th to sign or veto the bill In 2015, he vetoed a ban on mandatory arbitration agreements as a condition of employment. So it looks like he's going to approve the bill, but it could run into conflict with federal law. And uh, that's a huge issue, too, because the feds like arbitration because the feds like business, especially under the Trump administration. So we'll see what happens. But in the end, California is going to go by the way of protecting the employee, the consumer, Anybody that doesn't own a business and hates everybody that pays taxes. Well, actually loves everybody that pays taxes because California wants all of it. It all works out. All right. Let's go ahead and take some phone calls. All right, Joe. Hello, Joe. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Joe, you're up. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, uh uh, uh, concerning a, a uh, traffic uh, citation for driving with an expired uh, driver's license, uh, the the uh, uh, online services for the Superior Court gives options as to what to do uh, be, before uh, the court appearance. One of them is request a court arraignment date before a judicial officer. What? What what is that? Commissioner. It's not a judge. It's a commissioner. Yes. That's it. That's what it is. Any other questions? Yes, but what is that? Arraignment is where you enter a plea? That's correct. Okay. And what about the bail? Have they asked for bail? No. All right. Then you, if they don't ask for bail, you don't pay bail. Uh, okay. That's it. Excellent. That was easy. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. You don't volunteer bail. That's kind of dumb. Uh, okay. Excellent question. You betcha. Howard. Hello, Howard. Welcome. Hello, Bill. Yes. My question to you is I've got a rental property in Palm Desert, which is Riverside County. The tenant who I evicted did a considerable amount of damage, about a 1000 more than his security deposit covered. So I want to take him to small claims court. I live in Chino Hills, which is San Bernardino County. Can I take him to small claims court where I live? Or yeah, no, you can. You can take down? him. You have a choice. You can take him where you live, where the property is, where he lives. Okay, so I can make it yeah. a little more inconvenient. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can make it. Oh, yeah. You can make it very inconvenient for him. Absolutely. Uh, Ed. 
Hello, Ed. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yeah, I wanted to ask about a living trust. Yes. The question is, uh, I went through a, a mail order. I don't want to name the name, but the, a company that advertises uh, 1-800-CALL-THIS for legal advice. And then when I got the legal advice, they said, well, you don't need a will. What you need is a living trust. So then they wanted to charge me all this extra money. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. So I, I'm just, my, my question is, is, what's the best way to get a living trust? Well, and you've Should already, I go and you've a already, real attorney? No, nah, it depends. How much money are we talking about, you, you uh, living, and how are you leaving, and how complicated is the trust? What kind of property do you have, uh, assets, uh, bank accounts? Two, two, two homes, two homes, and uh, primary residence and a rental home. And eh, you probably don't. Not that much. Yeah, you probably don't need it. And the easiest way is to go on the Internet, uh, but uh, not call. Uh, it's... You just never know who to, who to trust on this one, uh, which is why uh, I recommend uh, a company. I don't want to give you their name, but I've recommended a company. And if you listen to the show, you'll, you'll hear me pitch the company. And I know they're solid, uh, but it's a straight Internet company. It's not a company that refers to uh, other lawyers. Did you pay money already? Yeah. How much did you pay? Oh, a couple hundred dollars. A couple hundred? Uh, that's, uh, you know, that's about right. Uh, you pay. And so why? And did you do the, the trust with them? Well, no, that couple hundred was for the will. And then when I went to to do the will, they said, well, uh, we're going to transfer you to this legal advisor, and then you get to a law firm, and then the law, the law firm, talk, the lawyer talked to me and goes through the will and says, you know, you really don't want a will. You want a living trust. Yeah. And for and that, you, we're going to have to charge you right. this much more. And how much more are they asking for the trust? I think it was four or 500 more. Well, like that. I mean, that's pretty cheap for a trust. And uh, and it just sounds like that's the way they do business. I uh, know it's, it's uh, half a scam. And uh, I don't know if you need a, a, a trust or not. But if you're talking about only leaving a, a little bit of property, uh, some money and two houses, you can do it with a will. I don't know why you would need a trust. Uh, you simply leave. Well, they said because it goes into probate. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Okay. So what do you, what do you so care no, if it what do you care if it goes? What do you care? Get going into probate. All right. So let me ask you a question. Why? What do you care that it goes into probate? You're already dead at that point. Well, I mean, I don't want to make it harder for my kids than than it has to be. Well, so what? You know, you have the protection of the courts. It's summary. It happens very quickly. There are more protections for sure. And it's more complicated, so you can throw. You can go ahead and throw away uh, the will, and uh, you simply do a living trust and transfer all the property into a uh, in, into a living trust. I mean, that's fairly easy to do, and effectively, what you have done is lost a couple hundred dollars on the will, and you got scammed for two hundred dollars. So then you just start over with a, yeah, I would. Yeah, I and, would. And you're saying the KFI website has a. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have. There's our, some yeah. kind of link I can look on. Yeah, probably. Somebody just, that just, you recommend. Yeah, just yeah, we have it. Just just take a look at the website. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I do is I'm pretty I'm pretty careful about who I recommend and who I advertise, uh, because there are what a shocker a lot of scammers in the legal business, uh, a lot of scammers in any business. And unfortunately, when you're dealing with the Internet, then it gets really, really easy. All right, Clark, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. It's your turn. Hello, Mr. Handle. Yes. I am calling about furniture that was purchased, and on the receipt and what the price that I paid said that it was leather. Okay. 
I paid the leather price, and on the receipt specifically says leather. Doesn't say leather looking. Doesn't say okay. uh, leather. Uh, it. it says leather. So the furniture is past the usual warranty, which I get. But my concern is that it's not leather. Wait a minute. The, Do you know for a fact it's not leather? Well, the attachment of the the thing that's required by law to be stapled onto the furniture shows that it's polyurethane. It's vinyl. And how long, and you said the uh, the warranty is over, how long have you had this furniture after it was delivered? Just under five years. Wow. So five years later, you've decided uh, that it uh, it is polyurethane. Well, I never questioned it. Uh-huh. Okay. Because it looks like leather. I when get I it. I purchased it. It was a unique color. It I got a it. red Burgundy. And uh, when did you look at this uh, little tag that says polyurethane? When I called the store and asked them to help me with my issue, the, what's happening is that where you sit and where, you, where your body touches everywhere, it's chipping like yeah. paint Clark, off of old wood. Clark, I think you have a statute problem. Could be. I th- no, could not, no, not could be. You have a statute problem. I think you are completely out of luck. But... You never know. There's nothing like spending a lot of money for leather and uh, getting polyurethane. Uh, That's very, very strong. All right. This is Handle on the Law. Set me free. KFI AM 640 Handle here. Oh, Michelle. Let me see if I get that right. All right, Michelle. Welcome. You're up. Hey, Bill. How are you? Go ahead. Um, so we just moved into a new house. We did reflooring everywhere, brand new carpet. Had movers come yesterday. They did a great job. At the end, I was just finishing up checking things out, and I realized that one of them had stepped in some sort of greasy paint, black, crazy substance. That was where? In the house? All over the upstairs, yeah. Now, where was the original greasy sub- substance that they stepped or he stepped into before putting it all over the floor, before stepping on the we carpet? Don't, we don't know. We just we epoxied the garage. The garage was all clean. All right. We tried to find where it came from. It was tracked to the garage, but we don't know where in the garage. We couldn't find it. All right. So what's your it question? Been, so we called, tried to go up the chain of who was in charge of the company, Got to the owner, who, you know, probably just a small company, but the owner said, sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. I'm not insured for that. All right. So? So what do we do? do we well, first of all, thing? you have to find out, do you have to replace the carpet? Um, possibly. All right. Well, and also, one more thing. While I went, I said, well, let me just go get some carpet cleaner and see if I can get, you know, something that might remove this. When I left, they took it upon themselves to grab um, a, a rag and some soap and start scrubbing. It doesn't matter. Scrubbing doesn't matter. Well, they damage the carpet. All right, as well doesn't matter. So that. you have to re- so you have to replace the carpet. How much money do you think it's going to cost? Well, it costs three grand to put it in. All right, so it's going to cost you three grand to replace it, probably. Now here comes the fun part. They're going to say we have no idea where that came from, and you're going to say it doesn't matter. You're the ones that tracked it in, and it's going to be a judge who's going to have to make that decision. That's all. Small claims against the okay, company. Okay, now listen. What now? What you know? Do we can we claim and then put the carpet in if we win? Yeah, either way, you got to put the carpet in whether you win or lose. 
What well, do you do? I mean, we, you... Don't have, we don't have three grand right now well, to replace the carpet. Can we take them before we put the carpet yes, in? Yes, yes, you get a bid. Okay. Yes, what you do is uh, you get a statement, you get a bid from two or three different companies, and okay. uh, they'll probably give you the medium amount if the judge buys it. If not, the judge may split it. Uh, the judge may say no. Uh, you're now throwing yourself on the mercy of the court. See which way the judge believes or not. That's it. It's okay. just that simple. Nothing more, nothing less. Hey, Charles, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello, Bill. Um, well, this is what happened to me. That Obamacare made me have to get the try to get some kind of insurance mm-hmm. that covered California, and they led me down a path to Medi-Cal. You know, it went right from... Well, oh, you're, wait, wait, Charles, you're over 65, right? No, I'm 55. And you still have, oh, Medi-Cal. I'm sorry, not Medicare. All right, so they yeah. led you down this path to Medi-Cal, and? Yeah, yeah, and I signed up over the phone pretty much right then, and, and you know, and I, and I looked into it, called them several times over the month, you know, you're always pending type stuff. Yeah, this is going way too long, way too quick. I, uh, okay, I'm sorry, but anyway, I, I ended up having to go to the doctor and have my gallbladder out, and then Medi-Cal sends us paper saying the state can take your assets when you die. Yeah, so what do you care? Well, they, they, prob- they can to- theoretically. Now what? What do you care? You have kids? I have a kid. I thought I might want to leave something to Yeah, uh, you know what? It's it's a long, long way before the state taking assets. I mean, it's just one of those letters they send out. Yeah, we can, t- we can take your assets. I mean, theoretically, they can take your assets. I can take your assets, Charles. If I sue you and I win and you die, I can go after your estate. So it really doesn't mean a lot at this point. Well, just the people, um, I just wanted to say one more thing. The people who signed up before, you really weren't allowed to own anything to sign up for Medi-Cal. Well, what what Medi-Cal is about is it's effectively welfare. Yeah, but they didn't. They don't mention this that we're going to take your assets. Well, until, but it's still uh, that's part of the rules of, uh, of of just how the whole system works, Charles. So, uh, a couple things are going on. Uh, number one, you clearly don't know the rules. Uh, number two, you clearly think that I care for some crazy ass reason. <laughs> uh, and uh, number three, uh, if you do own property in excess of what you're allowed to own. Uh, the state could come back uh, and and go after your your estate, but uh, you know I I wouldn't worry about it a whole hell of a lot. But then again, it's not me because I have private insurance. So now we're back to number two of the previous statement that I made. Like I care, right? This is handle on the law. Talk. Bill Handel here. Welcome back to Handle on the Law. Phone numbers 800 520 1KFI, 800 520 1534. We still have a few lines open. Uh, how do I do Zo- uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Zora, is that right? Zohada? Zara. Zara. Hello, Zara. I'm really good at names. Hi, yes, dear. ma'am. Hi. I have been in a long, lengthy divorce over 13 years. 13-year um, divorce? Whoa, whoa, wait. 
a 13-year divorce? Yes. Wow. What has been the issue? The issue is my husband always threw things that had nothing to do with our marriage or our divorce or anything to just drag me. He took all the equity of the house when I filed for divorce, and he knew I would not be able to pay the mortgage. So, I, you know, the house goes to him. But finally, after 10 years, one judge had mercy on me, and she put us through the trial, and then she granted the house to me. When she granted the house to me, I find out my husband had so many uh, illegal liens against the house, and he even admitted on the trial they are illegal, Your Honor. If you want me, I take them off. But he didn't, and it still is there. And then I hire another attorney to reinforce this judgment. It's been over two years now. And finally, this attorney, by force, which I want to make it short for you, September he filed the divorce. We had court in four hearing, four months hearing, beginning of this January. And then he called me two days before the hearing. He said, oh, there is no hearing. Why? Because they moved your file to San Fernando from Van right. to San Fernando. Why? All right. Because so, you know what? This is, getting, this is getting way too complicated. What's your question? Yeah. Yeah. What's your question? But now, now the file is lost. They don't have them in San Fernando, and they don't have them in Van Nuys. Uh-huh. And you don't have a copy of it, right? No. You don't have a copy of your file at all? Not at all, because this was new things, and he barely sent me any copies. Uh, but he can't go forward without sending you copies. So the court lost the copies. You don't have the copies. And what is your question? My question is, I have a judgment. I have the copy of the judgment. All right. And I think this is the only things I need to file this motion. What motion if you have the judgment? Motion for what? Yeah, my attorney tried to convince me I have to give up something to my husband. Wait a sec. You have, actually... you have a judgment granting you rights to uh, a piece of property or uh, a piece of, of equipment or money in a bank yeah, account. A property, you have yeah. a judgment. You can go ahead and use that judgment to grab the property. You don't need any anything else. Yeah, I have the property right in my position, but the problem is, is lean on it. I cannot pay the mortgage. I yeah, want that's to a problem. So what, what do you want to do? All right, so what's your question? How do you get him so to I pay? hired this attorney to I, do this. You're not giving me a question. He refused. All right, he refused he would, to hire. He would do anything but. Then you hire another person. Then you hire another attorney. Yeah, but I don't have money bills. So what would you like I me to do? Zara, Zara, what would you like yes. me to do when you say to me, I know I need another attorney, Bill, but I have no money to hire an attorney. What what do you what do you expect me to say? I don't know what to do. What what okay. I could do without the file? Uh, well, that's a problem number one, uh, because if the file doesn't exist because it's been lost and you don't have the file, where do you go with that one too? Let's just. I believe it's stolen. My file. I believe. All right. So who are you going to accuse? My attorney. You think your attorney stole it? You think that your husband may be part of it? What do you do? Think about it. Think about it. What are you going to file if there is no file? What are you going to say? I have a judgment. Can I go with that judgment? Not to create a file. Not to create a file. And the motion for what? The motion to, to give you a judgment? judgment. To, what do you to enforce the judgment? You enforce it. Modify your... the judgment. This is for what? Keep my what, do you, what, what do you me want to modify? Even to do it himself. What do you want to modify? What would you like other than the judgment? What would you like? 
Okay, the modifying the judgment, that's okay. Because he tell me, the judge said, yeah, these are all his liability. But she didn't say uh, she, he has to remove them. This is what my attorney tells You're me. You're talking about the liens. He doesn't have a right to remove yeah, them. The liens, he doesn't have yeah. the right to remove the liens. All he can do to remove the liens is come up with the money. And if he doesn't have money to remove the liens, you're out of luck. You're probably out of luck anyway. So uh, that's, I don't know what to tell you. It's one of those where it's so complicated and you lose it every turn. But if you have a lawyer that's willing to go against you, that's part of the other side. You have a court that purposely lost a file. Uh, What else can I do? Where do you go with that one? I have, and you have no money for an attorney. So congratulations. Okay. And uh, is that Iran? Is that the right name? Imran. Imran. Okay, there's, we're missing an N there. Imran, interesting name. All right, Imran, what can I do for you? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Bill. Uh, sure. Just a quick question. I was in a partnership with this guy. Uh, I'm in a restaurant business, fast food, for the last 27 years. He brought me in because his one of his entities was in trouble out of state. Uh, he brought me in as a 50% partner on the property as well as in the business. But after a year, he just kind of pushed me out. He took my name uh, out of the bank accounts and stopped sharing the uh, P&L okay. information. And Did you both own the, the bank account? First of all, your 50% partnership, was it a partnership or you own 50% of the stock of the corporation? Partnership. Just a straight partnership. And both your names yes, were sir. on the bank account. And uh, what was the terms of the bank account? Over X number of dollars, you both needed to sign the check. Uh, do I have that right? Or anybody could sign any amount at any time? Anybody could sign any okay. time. So he pushed you out, changed the name, uh, You and you have a written agreement as to the 50%, correct? Absolutely. But he still hasn't changed the name. Still, the entity is under the same name. All right. He's so operating what, in it. Got it. So what is your question? Uh, do I have a case? Yes. Yes, you get a lawyer and you sue his ass off. You owe fifty. You own fifty percent of that business. You it can't, doesn't matter if yeah, it was three it does, years back. It doesn't matter if it what. If uh, this was like three years back. Well, yeah, you got an argument. He's got an argument of estoppel. Yeah, why are you waiting three years after being pushed out of a business, Enron? Because I was, um, I had my own entity, you know. And uh, three years ago, it was in trouble, so I have to come back and run myself. I was busy trying to save my ass. I know, oh, but sorry. you, but you have a fifty percent interest in a business that he effectively says you're out, you're done. Uh, did you pay into that, or did he give it to you for free for helping to run his business? No, he gave it to me for free because okay. he used me to uh, get absorb the part, uh, franchise. Uh, yes. Well, I've got news for you. It's, I think you have a case. The three years may be a problem, may be a problem. Uh, and it may not be. Uh, matter of fact, I certainly within the statute and, you know, actually you can wait if it's within the statute. I was just, uh, asking you why you would wait. So what you need is a business attorney. You want to file a lawsuit against the guy. It's that simple. Okay. And you have a case. You have a good case against him. Uh, that one's simple. And uh, I can see that. You wait three years while you're so busy uh, holding your own business. And thank goodness it wasn't four years or five years. It's a breach of a written contract, and that's a four-year statute, uh, assuming that it was written, and I do believe it was. This is Handle on the Law. Ain't it funny how life changes? 
Stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday morning. Welcome back. This is Handel on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Phone numbers 800 520 1KFI, 800 520 We still have a few lines open. All right, Larry, you're up. Go ahead, Larry. I had a quick question about uh, I'm, I'm trying to file a lawsuit with a company that's been well around over 30 years, and uh, they're deceiving the customer by, uh, you know, uh, offering knockoff, uh, you know, products and services, uh, ridiculous prices. All I say is, how would I go about it? It's possible a class action lawsuit if there's more than about 1,000 uh, customers that they're deceiving. Okay. First of all, Larry, when you say they're knocking off and selling it at exorbitant prices, are they advertising that these are original components? Um, uh, the way it is is that uh, the company is well established uh, name. You know, it, it's uh, pretty much a household name. And the thing is that the customer is not aware that uh, you know that the parking tours that they have are actually uh, not original uh, brand names. And you know, they're okay. and you sell and they sell company money, and but, the company sell. Uh, the wait a sec. I don't know if that hold are, the company. Um, part of a, you know what? Yeah, I have, you know they have to notify the customer. You that, have to you know, answer not my parts. Yeah, when I ask questions, you got to go. So I hung up on him. Congratulations. All right, Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, I was in about a cash advance loan. Can they come after you in court and garnish your wages? Yep. They can. Sure huh? they can. Of course they idea? can. Huh? How can they not go after you? They sue you. Oh, I don't know. I just asked. I don't know that answer. What would you how think? Long, if they... In about how long do you think? It'll take them to come after me if well, they do. You can, they'll probably sue you in small claims court because the catch advance is uh, probably just, a, what, a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars? A couple, uh, 300. 300. They can go after you in small claims court. And uh, and with the, the problem is, is the interest build up like crazy. So uh, yeah. by the time you get into court, you're going to owe a pile of money. And, yes, they can go after you. But think about this, Mike. Uh, let, let's go through some logic. Can they go after me to get my money? Uh, if the answer is no, you just get free money, don't you? Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and it doesn't work that way because companies that loan you money, and I know this is a tough one to try to wrap your head around, they want their money back, and they want to make money on their money. So, yeah. yes, the answer is yes, and Mike is clearly a genius. There is no question uh, about that. Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Welcome. Uh, hello. Good yes. morning. Yes, ma'am. My question? Can yes. you hear me, Bill? I can. What's your question? Okay. I sold 50% of a business that I owned. Well, I owned 50% with payments due over seven years. At the end of the first year, I received a letter from their CPA stating that, oops, uh, per the IRS, interest have to be paid on this. Now, they want to back the interest out of the total. Wait a minute. Wait so a minute. So the total would include the interest. Wait I'm a saying, second. well, if we have to have interest, that should be on top of the agreed upon uh, But amount. hang on. I'm still getting this to, uh, I'm still going back to, I can't sell you a business for $5,000, $1,000 a year, and no interest is charged? Where does the IRS insist on interest when a sale is made 
of a business or anything, and it doesn't include interest. I don't understand where interest is being charged by the IRO, or you have to charge interest. They, they, according to their CPA, because the payments are being made over time. No, I don't. That doesn't. I don't get it. Do you have your own CPA? I do. Did you ask your CPA? I did, and she was unclear. But their CPA, I have a letter saying, so now we're going to back out twenty nine thousand, right. and that's going to be interest right. over the seven years. Hang on so a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. For no, eight thousand in interest. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't it work. Doesn't. None of it makes any sense that what you're saying, none of it makes any sense. So if uh, the IRS says, which it, it doesn't, but that's besides the point. If the IRS says you have to pay interest uh, and you sold it for X number of dollars, you should get X number of dollars. And so correct. it makes no sense. And, and wh- wait a second. And who gets the interest? Well, I have to report it to the IRS as income, as income interest. It's weird. I don't understand any of this. Tom, what, you're going to take the word of somebody else's CPA to screw you out of some money? Does that no, make- I don't want to. Hey, and understand? they said, too bad, that's what we're doing. We're to 99 in you, and they did last Fine, year. and then you sue them. You tell the IRS it's not income, that there is no interest. Here is my contract. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so I- another genius. Thank you very much. Boy, we're getting a whole pile of them. Don. Hello, Don. Welcome. Hello. Yes. Say, I can't hardly hear you. But I, I hired a tree company to take out some trees, and uh, they wanted me to pay a little bit as they went along, and I told them I wouldn't do that, so they said, okay, I could pay them at the end. So they... they they took out all the trees but one, and then it was Saturday afternoon. They said they needed the money to get to the bank, so I gave them the money, and they said they'd have that last tree out before they went home that day, but as soon as I gave them the check, they all took off and uh, with that tree still standing. But they they came back, and they worked, and they got the tree down, and they got uh, – Everything out but the stuff, and it's a really big stuff. I kind of don't blame it for why I wanted to tackle it, but I paid for it, so they should take it out. And it's been about three weeks since I've seen them, and I keep calling them and leaving them messages. And uh, a couple of times they told me, well, they'd be there. Yeah, no, I get it. 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 All right? You don't have to keep on going over and over. This isn't a war and peace. So here's the bottom line. You send them a letter saying you got to take the stump out. I paid for that. That's part of the contract. I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming there's a written contract here, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So you say, per the written contract, you got to take the stump out. If they, you give them a week. If they don't do it, you hire another company, you take the stump out, you send them the bill, and you demand payment to take the stump out and that you paid, and then you sue them in small claims court. Uh, there, there's no place I... That they left their address. I don't even know where they're from. Did you write and them a they, check? And, and, Did you write them a check? Yeah. Well, there's a bank account there somewhere. Where, okay. Who did you make? Who did you make the check out to? I'm assuming somebody or some company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I made it out to them to well, one of the guys. You're dumb. And, and, and they and they left. Uh, they yeah, left, you're, you're dumb. Uh, you're dumb. Yeah, you're you're they not. They left a tool. Can yeah. I keep that? Not, not really. No, no, because one thing has nothing to do with the other. Uh, absolutely not. 
So you sign a contract that uh, you don't know who you're signing a contract with. Uh, you give it to a name, anybody's name, and uh, you know the good news is you at least got everything but the stump out. Because I want to say you don't have a leg to stand on, stump, but it didn't work. It's very bad. This is Handle on the Law. 